Hello and welcome. Bonjour et bienvenue. This is the Community Trail Running Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Lee. Thank you for joining me once again. So many podcasts out there and I so appreciate you spending a little bit of your time with me. Today is episode 71. Can't believe we're in the 70s, but here we are. We've got Kirsty Dolson and Matt Shepard or Shep from Sinister Sports on the cast. It's a lot of fun learning about what Sinister Sports is all about, what they're doing in Alberta, including hosting a 200-mile race. You'll love hearing them chat about the logistics, I assure you. We'll get to that after our little bit of housekeeping. I'm even more pumped to be having a conversation with Kirsty and Shep today because I'm going to be working with them to bring the Trail Running Film Festival to Blairmore, Alberta at the Frank Slide Interpretive Center on Friday, June 7th. We're adding it to the Alberta Tour. So excited to be working with them. That's going to round out an incredible week of hanging out with all you amazing Albertan trail runners. I'm so excited for it. We should have some updates on those in the coming weeks as to when the tickets will go on sale, the guests, sponsors, and so much more so stay tuned and of course our vancouver show uh we're gearing up for our screening here thursday april 4th at the rio we currently have an instagram contest going for a beast of big creek entry uh for those who have purchased tickets already so get over there and enter if you have and if you haven't get your tickets so you can enter come join me in washington run matthias's race it's so much fun i can't wait for that but i also can't wait to share today's conversation with kirstie and shep let's go Today's guests are Kirsty Dolson and Matt Shepard, or Shep, from Sinister Sports in Alberta. Sinister hosts six races, including a 200-miler and an underground race, amongst others. They've got three camps, one of which is intended for women beginning in the, score, in the sport, which I think is pretty awesome. Kirsty, Shep, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having us. Why don't we just start, before we get into Sinister itself, just tell us a little bit about yourselves and what you do with Sinister. And Kirsty, we can start with you. I am the director of customer experience for Sinister Sports. And so I am the the first person that anyone is going to interact with when they're investigating whether or not they'd like to race with us. And I also do all of the management of our social media accounts as well. So I am the keyboard behind the Sinister Sports name on Instagram and Facebook. I'm Shep and I am basically the doer of the things. Uh, I take care of the trails, make sure that, you know, everything is safe for the runners. Sometimes you have to do some trail maintenance, uh, mark the courses. Yeah, take care of all the equipment. It's surprising how much equipment it takes to put on a race like this. So that is my role with the company. Awesome. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's awesome to hear. Thank you for the introduction. They're also both... Uh, huge runners themselves that uh, they didn't get into that. They just told us about a sinister, of course, but we're going to get into that now. Uh, I love that you have a free, a few races with relay options, but you've got all kinds of things. Why don't you just give us the lay, lay of the land? Um, okay. Well, yeah, so we'll just start with our most iconic race and is the first race of the season, which is sinister seven hundred miler, but that's a great one because it's got a lot of different options starting with, you know, the, the hundred miler all the way down to a 50 K, which is a, a really fun route. The 50 K, uh, we did that one last year and it was super fun. Following that, we have death race, which is an, an older race that's in grand cash, Alberta in the Rocky mountains. That one's like, um, it's kind of our most rugged of the races, you know, it's just okay. like old school, 
like it's small town it's been going for what like 20 years now or something it's been a over while 20 years over yeah. 20 years wow um classic the death race uh and then we have blackspur yeah oh blackspur super fun it is in kimberly bc and it's three loops it's my favorite because it has like a central aid station and three individual loops and they're so varying in their terrain uh, one is like up a ski hill and then down the backside through this rocky canyon. Uh, and then another one is like way out to this horse barn valley, which is just a beautiful space. And then you have uh, the last one, which takes you like down into the valley close to the river. And you come up over this big, fully exposed hill. And it just looks kind of like very prairie, um, more like northeastern Alberta uh style so it's really neat to get all of that in this the short 54 kilometer black spur and then you can do it twice for 108 so really neat to have the central aid station definitely a really cool race um let's see and then black spur followed by our a new one that we just brought out this year the divide 200 miler oh my gosh what a monster that thing is insane it is wild out there and the winners are on the course for uh just over two days and the rest of the finishers are out there for four days and it was the wildest ride everyone really enjoyed it and we're so excited to host it again in 2024 the course opens up with this incredible like 56 kilometer section that like it's it, you're just ridge walking and seeing the most spectacular views and like to start a 200 mile race like that is incredible following the divide we got our shortest race of the season which is like what it's end of september now castle alpine trail which is 28 kilometers uh against three loops with a central aid which is really nice um you know so that at being 28 kilometers it's a nice it's a fun like afternoon you don't have to commit to overnight or a bunch of crew and everything so that was really fun one it's very mountainous it's got as much elevation as Blackspur, right yeah the elevation on on castle is uh 2250 meters over the course of 28 kilometers and it is three loops that go up a ski hill straight up so it's a good one even though it's so short it definitely tackles some people yeah, basically half the distance of Blacksburg equal elevation. So gnarly one. Uh, and, then and then we just created the dark 24 hours underground. I think we created it in under two months. Uh, it's oh, a wow. really easy story where a few of the staff were driving with our race director, Brian, in his truck. And they were talking about what we could do for a future race. And they had a big belly laugh when they said, ho, 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 that would be so funny if we hosted a race in an underground mine. And then they just sat back for a second and said, no, wait, let's actually host it in an underground mine. And so we just hosted a 24 hour event in the Bellevue uh, coal mine, which is now a museum. And the energy that came out of the race was absolutely astonishing. No one believed that they would have that much fun being in a mine shaft for 24 hours. And they did. So we can't wait to host that one again, too. Would you believe the winner ran over 170 kilometers? That's and incredible. That's on, a, on a 250 meter out and 250 meter back. So what we've learned is uh, if you create something interesting, people will come. And is that sort of the idea with the camps as well to build interest for the races or how do the camps fit in? 
the, the camps are meant to be a doorway for everyone to feel involved in this sport. We're really trying hard to bridge the gap between people who may be recreationally training for a five kilometer run or a 10 kilometer run. And we're just trying to say, we know that you can do these things. You can do bigger things. So come on out to the training camps, get to know the trails. So we have the Sinister 7 training camp and um, you get to know the course before you do the race, whether or not you're racing, you know, 50K, 50 miles or 100 miles. And then same with the Canadian Death Race. There's a training camp for that one as well. Just to let people know that once they see the course, they'll realize that with the with training, they can do these big things. And, and that's our hope is to create more accessibility to the sport. Well, that's super fun. And it sounds like you have a blast at all the events. Can you can can you guys choose favorites out of everything that you do? It's your favorite Blacksburg. I, yeah. I mean, it's so hard because like the divide would be a like if I was gonna run one, I would want to run the divide just because I love to run big distance and it, the course is spectacular. Um, but I say I would say Blacksburg just because like as far as an ultra goes, it is the most accessible, like the most enjoyable for me and as far as terrain diversity. Um, and just like the whole vibe of the race. I just really enjoy it. It's such like that weekend is just like a total party weekend for me. Like, heck yeah, Blacksburg. And for myself, uh, Canadian Death Race is definitely my favorite. Uh, it's rugged. It is out there. It definitely attracts uh, a gnarly crowd of people. And that course in and of itself, this year, um, Shep and the rest of the trail team actually had a really difficult time just cleaning up the course for about three weeks before the race because the forest there is just on its own path. And there are trees that come down and and there's so much work to be done. And so it's not as well maintained as some of the other races that we have. And so on any given year, you're not quite sure what the conditions are going to be like up there. And so we do like that wild aspect of it. And um, personally, I had spent about 10 years dreaming of doing the Canadian Death Race. And so I had finally got my chance uh, back in uh, 2021. And so it'll forever be my favorite race. Uh, aptly name it sounds like oh yes <laughs> yeah i tried it 2017 and did not finish i made it to the like it's a tough one oh i love that it has a, a mind of its own it sounds like uh, it's clear that you guys are super passionate about what you're doing and what sinister's doing maybe tell people what they can expect when they sign up for a sinister sports event oh my gosh they, i mean what can you expect when you're getting into something? I mean, if you if you're an experienced ultra runner uh, coming from maybe from the states or from maybe just smaller races, you're gonna get that like big race vibe. We do our best to try to like. There's a certain energy that it's at a start line, and when it when it's really well put together, that energy just shakes you, and it's incredible to finish a race or even just to start a race when it's like there's a roar going on and like, you know, there's people cheering and there's flags and everything. So I, I really enjoy the energy that we bring to the start line and the finish line. Um, I think that's probably, I would say something iconic that Sinister has is just the energy that we bring because I mean, our whole team is made up of people like us that are just, everybody's passionate about the role that they have and, 
then they're tied to the running community and they get to be a part of this thing. Like it's what a dream job to, you know, like support the thing that you love. And we want our races to be an event. We recognize that it's not only racers that are showing up on the race weekends. It is also their crew, their family, their friends, the volunteers, the spectators. It is an enormous crowd of people above and beyond those that are at the start line. And we want everyone to feel as as a part of the race as the racers are. And so that's why we have that energy and we create it to be like a whole spectacle of a weekend. I'm so excited for Sinister 7, the relay. Uh, I'm going to check out one of your events this year. So I'm fired up for that. But, but before months down the road, I don't have to worry about it at this moment. I'd love to know if there was something when you guys got onto the organization side that you learned that you just couldn't know until you were on that side that us as runners would never know. I mean, pure logistics. Oh my gosh. Like we bring a lot to the races to support um, everything that we do. We're always trying to look forward to, to be more environmentally friendly, be more efficient, you know, like uh, not asking too much of our volunteers. So we, we, all, we spend a good majority of our year planning for the race. Like right now we are planning for the races that are going to happen in July, in August. We're, you know, trying to say, Hey, what, what happened last year and the year prior that we could make more efficient? Like what's, what patterns are we developing and how can we make this uh, more seamless or a better experience for the racers? Uh, or, you know, like what are other races doing that maybe are setting a, a new standard in some areas? And we try to like take that and put our spin on it and say, how can we make this better so that we can collectively have the best race experience? So yeah, definitely the logistics, um, all the equipment, everything that you have to haul out and then take back down and bring in, that is a lot of work. And you just, you wouldn't see it, all the little tiny things. Like we spent an entire day um, figuring out how to run internet into the back of a mine so that we could have a timing system. Like, I mean, when we in created the race, we didn't think about those little things <laughs> until you're like, okay, wait, timing, how are we going to do this in a mine? Um, no GPS. So it's, it's really interesting what kind of uh, things go into these projects to make sure that they run so smooth. One might think that a race is a bunch of people who have agreed to run from one place to another place, and that's all you need to know. And, and that is what a race is until you start to organize them and you realize how many logistics there are. And from our end, how many spreadsheets there are. I think our Google Drive has probably 10,000 spreadsheets if we had time to count how many there are. To the point where when Brian was planning the divide, we had spreadsheets that were calculating the elevation, the average potential winner's time, the, you know, potential, like the, the, those that are coming in at the end of the cutoffs. And we were looking at it mathematically to see, well, if they're going, you know, six minutes per kilometer, and this is the elevation, blah, 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 where are they going to end up when they get to that first TA station? Like what time are they going to be there at? And so we're actually trying to create an entire transition area for these racers to come into the, the first racer and the last racer. And then we need to tear down that TA and we need to take that transition area all the way to another location, set the whole thing up again and make sure that we're there for the first racer and the last racer as well. And this is all on a spreadsheet before we even get started. The, the logistics are stunning. 
Well, now I have to ask how, like you guys are coming back for the second year, obviously. Um, how did the planning end up playing out? Did it all bang off pretty well for you guys? We were pretty close, but um, Scott Cooper, the winner of the divide ran an incredible race. He, and Brian, uh, the race director, he, he was pretty spot on on his estimation of the fastest time. Um, and that was correct. And, but I had, after being on the trail, I was like, there's no way anybody's going to go under 50 hours. Like that would be incredible. And then here he does under 50 hours. I was just blown away. I couldn't even, in, in fact, I was so confident that nobody was going to make it there that quickly that we hadn't even flagged the final few kilometers of the trail. Cause I didn't, you know, I was waiting until the last day and then I'll flag. Cause we had, there's a, a restriction in BC of how long we can leave the flagging up. So I was waiting till the last minute. And so I'm flagging ahead of him as fast as possible <laughs> as he's coming up behind me. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's been running for two days and he's still catching up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, the events sound like a blast. Tell people where they can learn more themselves. Yeah, you can learn all about Sinister Sports on our website, which is sinistersports.ca. And our Instagram is sinister underscore sports and you can also look up our facebook page as well which is sinister sports um the divide itself does have its own website and that is divide200.ca and so anything that you ever need to know about uh, the races that we put on are, are all at those uh sources of information amazing a huge thank you to kirsty and shep a huge thank you to all of you listening. Shout out to race volunteers everywhere, like all of those with Sinister Sports. I'll see you at Sinister 7. Until next time, I'm Adam Lee, and this is Community Trail Running.